Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the most exciting show on earth. You are now listening in. You are tuning in to the VR1 NFT podcast. And I'm your host, VR1. I'd like to thank you all for coming out today. That's what we do, baby. Rock and roll. You can start the day high energy. So I want to welcome you guys to my mobile officina here at the Starbucks. While we get today's program and content ready, we're going to enjoy some coffee. How you guys doing today? I hope you have a marvelous day today. Never forget to dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me, and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. May you conquer everything in your path today, and may everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. Welcome to my new studio. <laughs> this is the corporate studio. So uh, as you can tell, it's, the quality is much, much better. Missed you guys. Today is Agosto 18, 2022. Have some beautiful um, background music for you guys. I'm going to change the tone a little bit. We're going to go to the ocean real quick. I got to be careful with these uh, unpaid commercials because, you know, they try to sneak their way into my, my podcast. And I can't allow that. Oh, my baby Kylie Jenner just put something on Instagram. There's only two people I follow on Instagram. Kylie Jenner and Gary V. I don't need nobody else. You want to know what's going on in the world? Those are your two most important pillars right there. One is motivation. The other one is determination. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, whatever works for you, you know what I mean? You are now listening to White Bat Audio. Please log on to YouTube.com. Subscribe to their channel. Had a pretty cool setup. Uh, like to start the day like this. Smooth. Today's going to be an excellent day, y'all. I think I'm enjoying my coffee a little too much. But you're here with me, baby. We got a fun-filled show coming up for you guys. We're going to talk about Tron. We're not finished with Tron. We are in Chapter 3, Consensus. So if you've downloaded the white paper, you can read along. You can find the white paper on Coinbase.com or on the actual Tron website and click on the white paper 
and it will download it as a PDF file to your browser. Pretty cool stuff. And it has illustrations too. Wow. Coffee's freaking awesome. So here we go. Mm-mm-mm. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, welcome back to today's episode. Make yourself comfortable, get your popcorn. Today is going to be, um, you know, a huge lesson, so make sure that you're mentally relaxed. Um, for all my mentees, please take mental notes, but I also want you to actually take physical notes and the reason is because it adds to the learning curve when you know you're actually uh, physically um, writing it down um, I don't know this is something about writing it down you know what I think it is I think it gives you access to the hard drive of life and what winds up happening is that you actually are writing into the hard drive. I learn in different ways. So audio, visual, but then I also need engagement. Like I have to sit in front of the class. I have to raise my hands. I have to do every homework. I have to do every assignment. I have to write everything down. And once I grasp the concept, I'm completely immersed in the content. But if I miss any one of those layers, then it doesn't work as well. So anytime I have a discussion or I speak about something, this is why I'm able to, to tap into it so profoundly because I really emerge myself in the educational process. So without further ado, thank you guys for coming in. Everybody have a seat. Welcome to today's episode of, once again, the VR1 NFT Podcast. All of our new listeners, welcome back. Whether you're from the Middle East, you're from Europe, Asia, Canada, Central America, the Caribbean, the United States, or anywhere in between. We want to give a special shout out to our listeners in Australia, in Amsterdam, in New Zealand, which are our newest markets. And yes, now you can stream us on Spotify. Absolutely free, by the way. Or you guys can continue with us here on Anchor.com. Shout out to Anchor.com. Broadcast yourself, just kind of like YouTube. You can start your own podcast. Very, very easy. So let me see if I'm forgetting anything before we get the day started. I'm going to give you guys my repertoire before we get going. Um, I feel great. I feel like today's going to be a marvelous day, and this is how I like to start my morning. I like to be early. I like to write down all of my goals. I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, research today, a lot of uh, digital marketing um, for my artists, of course. I released the album yesterday, and I will be finding a new producer today that I will be working on and this is part of like a two or three month project my tour launches in about three months so in between I'm going to work with as many artists as possible 
And um, for today, I believe that I'm going to basically do a lot of collaborations. I'm going to do my collaborations record, which I try to do it every week or every two weeks. And um, I'm going to focus primarily on R&B. So I try to help, you know, those artists as much as I can, especially my ladies. Shout out to all my ladies. I can say I've completed about five albums, R&Bs, you know, with uh, with five different female vocalists. So I'm very proud of that, that achievement. Um, I also would like to speak to you guys about the connectivity through Instagram. So I'm going to take a mental note. So let's rock and roll. I want to give a special shout out to my little brother, Medino. Um, he's focused on the future. I told him this blockchain stuff and I left him a message. He hit me right back and I'm like, I'm proud of you, man. So if you're listening, this goes out to you. Special shout out to you. Now I'm going to take my final sip of this cafe, which I'm drinking a little bit faster than normal, but it's all good. It was really hot at first, so I couldn't really drink it. Mm. But one thing I always say to myself, I could turn an internet connection and a cup of coffee into a podcast. And that's power. This coffee today cost me $2.84. Amazing. You know, I used to pay $2.09 for the same cup of coffee a few years back. So here we go, inflation. So picking up from the Tron white paper. We are on chapter three, which is consensus. So 3.1, okay? Delegated proof of state. So DPOS. The earliest consensus mechanism is the proof of work. Consensus mechanism. This protocol is currently implemented in Bitcoin-7 and Ethereum-8. In POW system, transactions broadcast through the network are grouped together into nascent blocks for minor confirmation. The confirmation process involves hashing transactions using cryptographic hashing algorithms until a Merkle root has been reached, creating a Merkle tree. So in the illustration, it shows you the previous block, previous block, and then the block header, right? So it would be like zero, the Genesis block one, and Genesis block two. So in the illustration, you'll see that they're all identical, but obviously every new block has the updated uh, data, right? So... One thing I noticed about Tron, which I want you guys to pay close attention. Remember, this project here with this podcast, Conversation Style, is to show you guys how I'm building this company from zero. So this is not only my technology company. This is an expansion. This is not only my music career. This is an expansion. This is not about me. It's about us. And it's really about the technology. So you have to be able to read in between the lines. Now, when you look at the illustration, on the very top, you're going to see the three actual blocks on the blockchain, correct? Correct. Now, you have the hash Merkle root right below the Genesis block. Then, notice the nodes on the left and right. 
how on the left you have hash 1, 2, 3, and 4, and then on the right you have hash 5, 6, 7, 8. Then it breaks down into that being one block itself, right? Then you have hash 1 and 2 in one node, hash 3 and 4 in the second node, and the same for the, for the right-hand side. So what I notice from a visual standpoint and from a technical standpoint, every time a block is created on Tron, it actually creates a network around that block. So if you can visualize a node, every time a block is created, it's not just an extension that connects to another block on the same chain. No, it's creating its own network around that node and around um, that particular block. So for example, let's use just the left-hand side as an example, okay? So the Merkle root is going to show eight transactions. On the left-hand side, you have hashes 1, 2, 3, and 4, which are, let's say, for example, blocks Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3, Genesis 4. Then you have two sub-variants, two other nodes. Genesis block 1 and 2 is already in a header blockchain, which goes in front of the two blocks on the chain. Then on, on the other side, you have hashes 3 and 4. And then as you go down, you have another node that has hash 1 and hash 2, which is Genesis block 1 and Genesis block 2. And then below that, you have the actual, um, the, the, the actual, like, kind of like the smart contract, but not really. But you have all the other sub data that controls that small network that is created with every single node, with every single block, with every single transaction, I like the fact that it has a block header, which is like the final, I guess, uh, census, like the final um, verification. So throughout the entire process, this is how you get that three-layer um, cryptography. So this is like super-duper impossible to penetrate. Um so now let's go back to figure two uh, through eight. Trans transactions are hashed into the Merkle root. This Merkle root is then included in a block header, which is attached to the previously confirmed blocks to form a blockchain. So think about every single one. Like I said, it creates its own Instead of creating its own branch, it creates its own little tree. And then that tree is connected to all the properties attached to that block. And each one does this. And each node does this. So every one, it's its own universe. Even though they're all interconnected, that's a feature that I have not seen on other blockchains. But we'll see if, for example, Flow follows the same pattern or even Polygon, because once we finish Tron, we're going to move on to Flow. Um, okay, let's continue. This allows for easy and transparent tracking of transactions, timestamps, and other related information, which is basically what I explained to you guys. So now, this is what I want you to do. For all my mentees, all my future business partners, okay, all my future shareholders, Every time I describe an element of this blockchain, like I mentioned yesterday, I want you to emerge yourself into that feature and your brand and your vision and your company and your product and your service. 
So for example, if I mention the feature uh, such as creating your own decentralized app, I want you to emerge yourself into that feature and say, okay, what app could I develop for my industry, for my trade, for my um, market, for my company, my product, my service. So this is the equivalent of you sitting down with your financial advisor and I'm going to play the devil's advocate. I'm going to be your financial advisor, but I'm also going to be the person pitching you the technology to try to get you to jump on board for the network, you know, the blockchain and all the other features that are part of this structure. Because what this is, is really an infrastructure for you to build on, but it's only the building stones. You have to use your imagination and your creativity. For example, if I say these are regular building blocks, not even Legos. Legos are smaller. So regular building blocks. You know, these are red bricks, yellow bricks, green bricks, blue bricks, white bricks, red bricks, for example, right? Now... What I like to do when I was a kid, I like to build transformers. Like, I like to build robots with, with, with blocks, right? So, I will show you how to lock in the limbs, like the shoulders, the legs, the kneecaps, stuff like that, and make the faces. Once you did that, everything else is easy to build around that. But those will be the limbs, and they had to be um, strengthened the most so that they wouldn't fall apart if I played with them, right? So, And then, obviously, I needed a lot of building blocks because... I had to make a good guy and I had to make a bad guy. So the blockchain works the same. When it has uh, the feature, for example, of the double keys, right? You have your private key and you have your public key, right? Everything that you create is automatically being created in a mirror fashion, in a mirror form. So whatever you you program on one side of the node, automatically there's going to be a counter. So, for example, in this particular hash, right? What we really have is Genesis block 1 through 8. So you know that on the left-hand side, you have Genesis block 1 through 4, or let's say features 1 through 4. And then on the on the second Genesis block, Genesis 2, you're going to have, you know, hashes, let's say 5, 6, 7, 8. So think about a car transmission for the new cars that have dual-clutch transmissions, right? If you have... Um, a six-speed box, forward gears. We're not including reverse. The first clutch is going to grab first, third, and fifth. And the second clutch is going to grab second, fourth, and sixth. Does that make sense? So by the time you engage into the first clutch and you're in gear one, the second clutch already grabbed gear two. So when you go to gear three, it's a seamless operation because it's just switching the clutch Versus, versus switching the gear. And then it uses a hydraulic line to actually push the fork and push the gear into position. So again, every time I mention a feature, I want you to think about your company, your industry, your product, your service, whatever it is. All I'm going to do is show you the building blocks that you will need to create whatever you envision, whatever is in your imagination. So, for example, if I say decentralized web, I want you to think about the benefits that that would be for your company, your product, your service, your brand, etc. If I say decentralized app, place yourself 
utilizing that technology as an advantage moving forward. So let's say, for example, um, okay, I have a, a, a fitness center in this in, in, in my same uh, uh, in my same complex, right? Let's say we're in the business of fitness. So we create an entire network for the business around this technology. So now, if we have a decentralized web application or a decentralized browser or a decentralized website, when we collect the data on our clients, it's completely encrypted, it's completely secured, nobody can have access to our client's data. So that's an added feature we can offer to our clients. That will set us apart from many other establishments. That's just one example. Number two, decentralized application. Maybe we can have an app that connects to the business, that connects to the website, and once again, it's decentralized. So that could be the element that protects the data on another layer for the actual clients. Let's say that the application monitors your calorie intake, your calorie burning, you know, let's say it has a extension to mobile technology, wearable technology, like a Fitbit, where it shows you your heart rate, the steps that you've taken, etc. So again, every single feature that's mentioned, I want you to place your company, your brand, and your vision in that slot and say, okay, these are all the new available tools. How can I make them work for my business? These are all the available features. How can I make them improve my business? And these are all the available processes. How can I combine them? How can I add to them? Um, which are too powerful? Which do I need to tone down? Or which do I need to tone up? Which do I need to adjust? Which do I need to change? Etc. Let's continue on. Okay. Cryptographic hashing algorithms are useful in network attack prevention because they possess several properties. So this is a feature and it's good that I mentioned it because it speaks about by having this uh, three-layer mechanism on top of every other three-layer mechanism. It's like the Fibonacci sequence, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, and it keeps going, it just gets harder and harder. The more somebody tries to break into the system, the more difficult it gets. And it just, even if somebody created a program, <clears throat> the program will have to have intelligence because the actual network gets smarter. The deeper you get into the labyrinth, the, the more difficult it becomes. The more it will fight a virus or anybody trying to break that blockchain, separate a node, and be able to access the information. So this is like super powerful shit. This is deeper than military encryption. For example, for my mentees, I always use Gmail as my number one go-to professional email. You know why? Because the encryption is higher than military grade. What, what the United States considers to be safe internationally Google Mail is a trillion times stronger than that. So it's the same as, for example, WhatsApp, right? So I'm telling my brother Jonas, I'm like, Jonas, who the fuck talks on a regular phone? So I start laughing. I'm like, yo, if there's one thing I've been saying about WhatsApp, right? If there's one thing I've been saying about WhatsApp, 
the last few years is that that shit is super duper encrypted in every possible way to where now when you it's like a decentralized web right now when when you speak on the regular phone it doesn't even feel the same and and even more so it's not as professional because that's another thing too when you call a business phone the algorithm has data around that phone right so what happens is when you use a regular line, that algorithm is connected to all that private information. Now, if, if you use something like WhatsApp, it's encrypted. So when you make a business phone call, there is no access to that metadata. You understand me? The last thing you want when you're making a professional phone call or you're, you're submitting a professional document like a business proposal, something that needs a non-disclosure agreement, um, especially when you're talking about technology, you know, and future projects and stuff like that. You don't want people to judge you based on what you like outside of business. You know, somebody could say, well, this person's a Boston Red Sox fan, so I'm not doing business with them. Or they go on Facebook and you pop up doing something crazy in Cancun. Do you know that when you apply to a job these days, they check your social media as part of the application process? It's no different than when the game got fucked up, when they started checking your credit. Do you know that there's jobs that won't hire you if you have bad credit? What the fuck does your credit or what you did on vacation have anything to do with what you can bring to the table professionally? You know, these are all things that in this new world, you have to be very serious about. You see, digital wallets are going to be great equalizers. And let me tell you something. Don't think I'm just going to give you the whole breakdown of each network. Because if I don't include your brand and your vision, I'm doing you a disservice. You can read the white paper for yourself. But the upgraded feature, the angle here is that I'm going to break it down to you in baby terms. So, the same way that YouTube or a podcast are the equalizer, you know, anybody can do it. Anybody could do it. Anybody could start a YouTube channel. Anybody can live stream. Anybody can, you know, perform live or do a podcast, right? Well, what happens is when you have applications such as, let's say, an Instagram, right? Everybody has a perfect filter. Everybody shows you when they got their paycheck. They show you when they got the inheritance. They show you when they got the company bonus. They show you when they get their income tax. Those things only happen a few times a year. Every other day now, they have to keep up with that. You see, you can only buy a new house so many times. You can only buy a new car so many times. Eventually, you're going to burn out. You're going to crash and burn. So what happens is everybody lives this beautiful social media life. Every picture is perfect. The wardrobe is perfect. The background is perfect. You got filters. You got options. You got features and all this other stuff. We all know that's not reality. But the problem is, in the digital world, Remember, anything on the blockchain, you can't fake it. You cannot fake the funk. So what winds up happening is this. When you have a digital wallet, it's going to say more about who you really are 
than you could ever say for yourself. Why? Because in your digital collection, everything is there. I'll give you an example. All my live performances as an artist are paid in cryptocurrency. All of my ticket stubs, when you come see an event, is an NFT. So now with your digital wallet, the same way people ask for your hashtag or for your, uh, you know, what's your Instagram and what's your Facebook, whatever. In the future, they're just going to ask for your digital wallet. And in your digital wallet, all your NFT collections are going to be there. Any transaction that you've created in the blockchain is going to be there. So they're going to know what you like to eat, what you like to cook, where you like to shop, what you really like to dress like. What are you really like? What's really your political views? What's really your views on finances? What are you actually doing with your finances? You see, the day that the CEO can build a pyramid scheme and fool the investors is over because they're going to be able to know every single transaction. So if you have a financial advisor, it's the same as having a mechanic. If the mechanic has a car that doesn't run, it's a 50-50. You could say he's a good mechanic, but in reality, he's not a good mechanic. Okay, because obviously we're talking finances. So if you have a financial advisor that's telling you invest in a Vanguard and stay focused, invest in Vanguard, invest in Vanguard. But then the guy owns three Ferraris. And you know that that is toxic debt. That's not like he owns three buildings that produce an income that generates passive income, for example. Are you following what I'm saying? That's like somebody giving you marriage counseling and their marriage is failing. The blockchain, NFT technology, um, cryptographic digital assets are going to give you this connectivity, this transparency. Like You're going to have to be real, even though you could be anybody online in the metaverse, right? You could be any avatar in any universe, et cetera, et cetera. There are certain things that will become the norm in business. So think about the way that they scan your credit and they do a background check. Well, in the future, you're going to have to include your digital wallet. So so you, you kind of follow where I'm going with this. Shit is going to get real. You can't fake shit no more. Anybody could take a picture of a Rolex and a Ferrari and say that that's my car and that's my watch on Instagram. But on the blockchain... I can verify it. Are you the owner of that Rolex? Are you the owner of that car? Think about smart contracts when an artist gets signed to a label. And they're saying, yo, I got $50 million advance and I own my masters or whatever. Yeah, boom, I go on the blockchain and check. You don't own that fucking car. You don't own your masters. They gave you this advance under these terms. So no, we're not on the same level. Because real shit is coming back. The technology is just guaranteeing that, if that makes sense. So we're going to pause right there. Let's continue, okay? I just want to go baby steps, okay? I want to go to the bedrock, and I want to build up with you guys. So let us continue. Let me adjust my lighting because, um, let me see. Look at my contract. Okay, cool. So we'll be taking a pause shortly. So let's continue. 
output and input length size, right? The algorithm can pass in an input of any length in size and outputs a fixed length hash value. So this is another feature. You can load each block, each Genesis block, with as much data as you need. And then the output, meaning it locks the system up, the output has a specific range so that it can continue to be as fast as it possibly can on the blockchain. Efficiency. The algorithm is relatively easy and fast to compute. Obviously, we just explained why. Pre-image resistance. For a given output uh, specified by Z, it is impossible to find any input X such that X, I mean, such as H parentheses X equals Z. In other words, the hashing algorithm H, which is X, is a one-way function in which only the output can be found given an input. So you see that again the three layer uh, the three layer protection is 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 prevalent in every feature. So unlimited input, limited output, um, H and X equals Z, no matter how you configure it. So it maintains the speed because it doesn't sacrifice the output of each input that you program into whatever feature, into whatever node, into whatever blockchain. So, okay. So let's let's just go back re really quickly. Pre-image resistance. For a given output represented by Z, it is impossible to find any input such as X, such that H parentheses X equals Z. In other words, the hashing algorithm, algorithm uh, which is H parentheses X, is a one-way function in which only the output can be found. So this is also showing you how it actually reads the program. Given an input, so you have to know how to ask the right questions. And this happens every single time with every single node and every single program. So every line of code, it does this over and over again. This shit is super duper intelligent. I love this network. Okay, the reverse is not possible. So even if you, if someone tried to penetrate the network, there's no way that they could do it because it's like putting your arm in a cylinder full of blades, right? It's a little painful when you slide your arm in, but when you slice it out, when you pull it out, you're going to slice your fucking arm up. So that's kind of how the program thinks. Think about like um, the ancient monks and... Um, uh, I guess the weaponry of those eras, right? A lot of those weapons, you see they're banned in like almost every country because they had some shit during those barbaric times when motherfuckers started building weapons and just going to war. This is before horses, before fucking ships and planes and bombs and shit like that. Like these motherfuckers was building shit that was just like, I don't even know, man. But again, you could go to any museum online and you could check out some of those uh ancient relics that you find mostly in Asia. All right. So, let's continue. Collision resistance. It is computationally infeasible 
to find any pairs. X hyphen X such that X parentheses X comma equals H parentheses X to the second power. In other words, the probability of finding two different inputs hashing to the same output is extremely low. I say it's below zero, but many, many times below zero. So probably like 0, 0, 0. 00.7621, for example. This property also implies second pre-image resistance. So automatically, when you try to, I guess when you try to enter the system, it's already developing another variable. Right? So it does this continuously in every step of the way. So now the second image, just like if you've ever had an Apple, you see how you download something that says image of disk, which is whatever the program you're programming. Well, it's it's automatically gonna trigger a secondary image, which means a whole nother clone. Remember, everything that's created has its clone variant, right? So once those two things don't match, the system locks up and it just gets harder and harder. It's like going in through a maze and every single wall is like a fucking trap, like Indiana Jones and shit. This is some ill shit, man. This is some real ill shit. Okay. Second pre-image resistance. So now I was going to explain to you how it does it. So please take notes, okay? Given X and thus H parentheses X comma, it is computationally infeasible to find any x such that h parentheses x comma equals h parentheses x to the second power. So do you understand what I'm saying? If you if you locate an a to the first power, it's going to create an a to the second power automatically. And if they don't match, it locks up. Okay? While this property is similar to collision resistance, that's when the two codes oppose each other, but they meet at a certain common denominator number code or computer code the property differs in that it is saying an attacker with a given x will find it computationally infeasible to find any x to the square power hashing to the same output so this is how the system knows because it's like it creates a sub-zero and then it creates a scorpion and then when you try to clone those, it creates rain. And then it creates reptile. And it keeps doing this until it creates all the Mortal Kombat characters. So again, I'm, I'm not speaking, um, I don't mean it literally. I'm just giving you a concept. So you understand the features of why this is the shit. This is why we need to build on these platforms. Because they're super duper powerful. And just think about building, for example, let's say an app. I don't want to focus on apps. I'm just using apps as an example. You build an app, and not only do you have, let's say, 120 features to start with. Every single 120 features has three different features. So that's, you know, 36 different features, and then that goes up to 16, and it keeps multiplying. Every time you create the other 16 features, now you have another 12. I mean, no, now you have another 18 layers, and it keeps going. You do 18 layers with 18 features. Now you have that to the, to the, let me see, to the 20th power, and it keeps going and going and going. So the more you scale it, 
the more powerful it becomes because it limits the data on the output, not the input. So where it locks in is on the output. And it says output can only be this much. So everything is in cryptography so that it can connect to the input. And to protect itself, you have three layers all across the board continuously over and over and over again. Some amazing shit. Think about like a domino effect. You know, it's like building a safe that continues to lock itself. Every time you unlock one number, it gives you 16 more combinations. <laughs> yo, it's some amazing shit, yo. All right. Deterministic maps each input to the one and only one output, which is what we've been discussing. The avalanche effect. So this is how it, it continues to fall like a mechanism. Think about like a mountain that's throwing ninja stars. And every ninja star falls on a higher level, right? And then it falls on a lower level. Instead of being a thousand ninja stars, now you got a hundred thousand. And then on the third one is a million. And then on the fourth one is ten million. And it keeps going and going and going and going. Right? Okay. The avalanche effect. A small change in the input results in an entirely different output. So not only is it like throwing a ninja star, the ninja star morphs into a side, morphs into a blade, morphs into a katana blade, and it just continues to do this. It's like, uh, think about T-1000 in Terminator 2. How he, um, he is liquid metal, right? So he can assume any form. So you always see in like the cool superhero movies, these guys have these weapons that continuously transform into other things. Think about like Wakanda in, a, in Black Panther, how they had all kinds of technology, right? So now let's continue. These properties give the cryptocurrency network its intrinsic value by ensuring attacks do not compromise the network. When miners confirm a block, they are rewarded tokens as a built-in incentive for network participation. However, as the digital cryptocurrency market capitalization steadily increased, the miners became centralized and focused their computing resources on hoarding tokens as assets rather than for network participation processes. I'm sorry, purposes. CPU miners gave way to GPUs, which in turn gave way to powerful ASICs. Uh, GPUs is graphics, gra like graphics cards. In one notable study, the total power consumption of Bitcoin mining has been estimated to be as high as 3 gigawatts to the 10th power, comparable to Ireland's power consumption to Ireland the whole country this same study project total power consumption to reach 8 gigawatts in the near future so it's not just doubling it's nearly tripling in power in a very short amount of time so let's continue because I was going to cut into the dance right to solve the energy waste issue proof of stake consensus mechanism was proposed by many new networks. In POS networks, token holders 
lock their token balances to become block validators. The validators take turns proposing and voting on the next block, which is the democratic feature. It's like a voting right. However, the problem with standard POS is that validator influence correlates directly to the amount of tokens locked up. This results in parties hoarding large amounts of the network's base currency, wielding undue influence in the network ecosystem. The Tron consensus mechanisms use an innovative delegated proof-of-stake system in which 27 super representatives, or SRs, produce blocks for the network. Every six hours, TRX account holders who freeze their accounts can vote for a selection of SR candidates, with the top 27 candidates deemed the SRs. So even the, the, the validators, right, um, are constantly upgraded several times a day. So about, what, four times a day at six-hour intervals, right? So that's even better. Think about if you have, um, like I said, if you have any type of uh, of sanctioning body, right, for any kind of uh, industry or, or, or whatever, and let's say if it was politics, you get to change the senators or the financial advisors. You can apply it to any industry and any breakdown of any, any trade or, or industry, right? So, if the sanctioning body is NASCAR, well, in the next node, it could be Formula One. And in the next node, it could be Grand Prix. And in the next node, it could be Major League Baseball. And in the next node, it could be the NBA. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just giving you examples as I believe that it's easiest for you to consume. So, why is this important? Because... This is why you have the flexibility to build any mainframe infrastructure because you know that the, the most important parts are already taken care of and, and done for you. Okay. Voters may choose SRs based on criteria such as projects sponsored by SRs to increase TRX adoption and rewards distributed to the voters. So you can see, if let's say I'm in the music industry, who I would vote to be a validator or a super representative. If somebody has an experience with uh, projects dealing with entertainment, music, and technology, then I'm probably going to vote for those super representatives. Remember, I have four votes per day in, in this example. doesn't mean that there's not more or less. It's just a basic understanding. Okay. And again, the network is always going to incentivize you if you're increasing the adoption of Tron. For example, remember, when I first got involved with Tron as an investment, my aim was to use it as a form of payment for my life, pay, uh, my life performances. And you can also judge them based on the rewards that are being distributed. You can, you're going to be able to tell 
if a super representative or a validator is doing it for the money and is only involved in projects where they generate a lot of Tron for themselves. So you, this is what changes the shit because it's a democratic process. So without going into politics, which most people don't understand or know about, it's a similar thing in an environment where people could be neutral and they could pull in either direction and not be honest about it. Well, on the blockchain, you can't fake it. If the Lamborghini is yours, it's yours. If the Rolex is yours, it's yours. And if it's not, if it's leased by the record label, if your house is under the record label's name, and if the jewelry is rented and you're making payments on it, I'm going to know that it's rented. I'm going to know how much they put down. I'm going to know who's writing the check to make the payments. And I'm going to know how much the payment is. Are you following what I'm saying? The transparency is undeniable because the numbers do not lie. The algorithm, and I mean, not the algorithm, the blockchain is not going to make an exception to make you feel good for whatever reason that is. So, for example, I'm the first artist on the blockchain with a full collection. Do you know what kind of marketing tool that's going to be for me in the future? Imagine if, if, if CNBC interviews me. I'm automatically in. Because they're going to verify that block and say, oh, man, he is the guy. That's all I need. I just got an email from uh, a company in the, in, the, in the Middle East. Very developed, beautiful country. And um, there's not only a, p- a potential for a collaboration... There's a potential for a business partnership. Can you imagine me in a business convention for cryptocurrency in Dubai introducing all of this technology, my entire catalog, my entire brand, my company, my everything. And on top of that, I have my own cologne on the shelf. Out of all the products and services and merchandise and things that I'm into, I never considered perfumes. Do you know that that's a multi-billion dollar industry? And it doesn't even matter if people clone it, if it's not oil-based. You know, you, you can buy um, water-based colognes for very relatively low pricing. And you still are in a billion dollar industry. This is an idea that went past my beautiful mind. And the potential is like, yo, these people are going to fly me to Dubai. I'm going to be in a convention. I'm going to be performing live. And I'm going to sneak in. Oh, and by the way, this is my cologne. Amazing. And it's not just because of my music career, which is where people get it fucked up. It's because of my technology company. It's because I easily dominate these very complex topics and i'm able to give it to you guys in a very basic down-to-earth format so with voltron you have the five lines right they all have different features they all do different things this technology allows you to select which lion you need and what features and attributes you want to contribute to your very own product or service, to your very own investment. We're going to pause right here because we're going to come right back. And since we're going to dive even deeper, 
Um, I want to make sure that we don't run out of time. So we're going to take a quick commercial break so that we can pay for some of these Teslas. And we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Let's pick up very quickly right where we left off. I just wanted to make sure that I gave you guys enough break. So let's see if we can get through at least chapter three and we'll move on. Even if I have to do a chapter a day, it doesn't matter because this is ultimately very important for your business venture and whatever it is that you are pursuing. Let me adjust this real quickly because I want to make sure that I am at the best the best frequency here. Where the heck is my sound, no? Uh oh. Oh, here we go. That's my brother leaving a, a message here. Okay. See if that helps a little bit. All right. So, very quickly, let's continue on. So, where were we? Okay. So, uh, moving on until my music comes back. I don't know what. Where my engineer is at. Pause. Okay, I'll tell you what. Look what we're going to do. Let's see if we change the channel here. So we got a little bit of background, you know, just to make it more professional. I think I'm going to have a freaking commercial break. Let me reset the router here. I apologize. But see, it's a good thing that I, I, I bought myself some extra time because it's so, so important. Okay, I believe we're back online. Let's see. Come on, any day now, computer. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Time is money. I knew it was a goddamn commercial. Here we go. Since Citibank wants to take this opportunity... To steal my fucking livelihood. <laughs> Come on, Citibank. You're not paying for this advertisement. Man, somebody's hogging up my network. Jesus Christ. Any day now, computer. Any day now. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to. Lower that. Let's continue while this thing loads. Because obviously I'm getting bombarded by a non-paid advertisement. Let me take a sip of my coffee. I only got a little bit left. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, so here we go. Okay. Testing, testing, one, two. Testing, one, two. Okay. Mm, let me see. Where the heck was? Oh, yeah. Let's pick up with that. Um, okay. To solve the energy waste issue, the proof-of-stake consensus mechanism 
was proposed by many new networks. In POS networks, token holders lock their token balances to become block validators. The validators take turns proposing and voting on the next block. However, the problem with standard POS is that validator influence correlates directly to the amount of tokens locked up. This, hold up, let me see. This results in parties hoarding large amounts of the network's base currency, wielding undue influence in the network ecosystem. The Tron consensus mechanism uses an innovative delegated proof-of-stake system in which 27 super representatives produce blocks for the network. Okay, hold on. Hmm. Every six hours, sponsor. Okay. More okay, this allows for a more democratized and decentralized ecosystem. SR accounts are normal accounts but their accumulation of votes allows them to produce blocks. With the low throughput rates of Bitcoin and Ethereum, due to their POW consensus mechanism and scalability issues, Tron's DPOS system offers an innovative mechanism, resulting in 2,000 transactions per second compared to Bitcoin's 3 transactions per second, and Ethereum's 15 transactions per second. So let's put this into perspective very quickly. Bitcoin does three transactions per second. Okay, it's the first, it's the biggest, the heaviest, right? So when Ethereum comes out and says, we can do 15, that's five times, 5x, right? Remember, in our last episode, we were talking about quantum leaps. Tron does 2,000 per second at six-hour intervals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about power? That's some powerful shit right there. Okay, let's continue. Um, Let me see. Where are we? Where are we? Oh, yeah. Keep looking at the wrong page because I, I clicked out of it, and now I got to zoom into it. Okay. The Tron Protocol Network generates one block every three seconds, with each block awarding 32 Tron to super representatives. A total of 336,384,000 Tron will be awarded annually to the 27 super representatives. Each time an SR finishes block production, rewards are sent to a sub-account in the super ledger. SRs can check but not directly make use of these Tron tokens. A withdrawal can be made by each SR once every 24 hours. So also it, it saves energy, right? Time and space by allowing you to pull from the network other Tronics every 24 hours. So it's not just like every other Bitcoin granted um, every other cryptocurrency that you don't have that feature. So, of course, from people hoarding to the computational power to the, you know, withdrawing at a, at a moment's notice, they're just fucking 
using unnecessary energy. So I also like that too. Everything is compartmentalized. Everything in slots. All right, let's continue. Transferring the rewards from the sub account to the specified SR account. Then when they transfer it, it only goes back to their outside mirror account, right? Or the outside key. And then from there, they still got to withdraw it through regular means. So easy to get in, hard, 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 impossible to get out. All right. The three types of nodes on the Tron network are witness node, full node, and solidity node. This is what builds each block. Witness nodes are set up by SRs and are mainly responsible for block production and proposal, which is creation slash voting. Full nodes provide APIs and broadcast transactions and blocks. Solidity nodes sync blocks from other full nodes and also provide indexable APIs. That is amazing. Okay. So we've made it <laughs> to chapter four, which is a short one. So we'll continue and then I'm going to give you the repertoire because you guys don't realize how advanced this uh, graduate school style, university style breakdown is. And remember, I'm giving this to you guys in less than two hour intervals. You know, college format is four to six hours. So for you to get this much fucking data in such a short time span, in the comfort of your own portable device, your vehicle, at home, uh, through Alexa, Siri, whatever digital platform you use on your Fitbit, on your smartwatch, on your wireless headphones, while you're doing a whole different activity, like your brain is getting fed top-of-the-line data. And what happens is when you constantly feed the brain this technology this uh, education, it builds new neurons, uh, new neurons, I'm sorry, receptors in your brain that transfer and receive information. So the more you study something, the more you learn, and the more that your brain expands to learn more. So it's like a, like a, like a building block, like, a, like Legos. In this example, I could use Legos. It just keeps building and building and building. So, if it was Star Wars, first it builds C-3PO, then it builds R2-D2, then it builds, you know, the Millennium Falcon, then it builds um, that planet Tatooine, then it builds that galaxy, then it builds the Jedi, then it builds the Sith, and so forth and so forth. It just keeps going and going and going. Number four, chapter number four, account. Number one, 4-1, 4-1 types. Okay. The three types of accounts in the Tron network are regular accounts, token accounts, and contract accounts. Number one, regular accounts are used for standard transactions. Remember, anytime I mention these features, think about your product, your services, your company, your trade, your industry, and what is going to set you apart from the competition. Okay? So regular accounts are used for 
standard transactions. Number two, token accounts are used for storing TRC-10 tokens, which are based off Ethereum. Number three, contract accounts are smart contract accounts created by regular accounts and can be triggered by regular accounts as well. 4-2, creation. There are three ways to create a Tron account. Number one, create a new account through API. Number two, transfer Tronics into a new account address. Number two. Number three, transfer any TRC-10 token into a new account address. So you have multiple options here. An offline key pair consisting of an address, which is your public key, and a private key, and not recorded by the Tron network, can also be generated. So you have hot wallets and cold wallets. The user address generation algorithm consists of generating a key pair and then extracting the public key, which is a 64-byte byte array representing X, Y, coordinates, which then create the Z, obviously. Hash the public key using the SHA3-256 function. The SA, I'm sorry, SHA3 protocol adopted its KECCAK-256 parentheses and extract the last 20 bytes of the results. Add 41 to the beginning of the byte array to ensure the initial address is 21 bytes. Add the verification code to the end of the initial address and obtain the address in base 58 check format through base 58 encoding. An encoded mainnet address begins with T and is 34 bytes in length. 4-3 structure. The three different account types are normal, asset issue and contract, and account contains seven parameters. Here are your seven parameters. Number one, account underscore name dash the name for this account underscore e.g. Bill's account, for example. Number two, slash what type of this account is, underscore eg.0 stands for type, which would be normal. Number three, balance. Balance of this account, underscore eg421312. Number four, vote, dash received votes on this account, underscore eg, parentheses, um, hyphen 0x1b7w dot 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 9xj3 comma 323 parentheses which would be the combination of both so let's for my computer coders here it is in baby terms quote 0x8djq dot 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 j12m quote, comma, 88 parentheses, comma, dot, 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 comma, parentheses, quote, 
0x82nd dot 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 mx6i quote comma 1000 1 parentheses underscore dot 5 asset other assets expected Tron in this account underscore parentheses greater than wish token quote comma six 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 lower than comma greater than doji quote comma two three three greater than parentheses dot latest underscore operation underscore time the latest operation time of this account number six ProBuff data structure, message account, message vote, bytes, vote address, underscore, um, INT64, vote count equals 2, vote address equals 1, parentheses, bytes account name equals 1, account type equals 2, byte address equals 3, INT64 balance negative 4, repeat vote, votes equals 5, Map string int64 greater than asset equals 6. int64 latest underscore operation underscore time equals 10. Point and continue. Enum account type normal equals 0. Asset issue equals 1. Contract equals 2. So this is the basic breakdown. Again, I didn't want to miss out the computer language for... Our next episode, we're going to continue on block, but now I can move on to my repertoire, right? So, very basic, and I don't know what the heck happened here. This thing is still loading. This phone is tripping, bro. All right, so let's see what the heck happened here, because as you can see, I'm still like, this ain't working, man. Let me see my brother sent a picture here. Let's see if it downloads. One unread message. Okay, so while that downloads, let's talk very briefly about chapter four because as you can tell, we're not just talking about the features, we're actually talking about the computational power that gives these features their ability. And again, I have to use the filter of, for example, let's say music, because that is my landmark um, investment, right? So what that means is every time I hear about a feature, I think about how can I bring a better musical experience to my audience? So Again, a lot of artists, they ask me about this technology because they hear it in my lyrics. I actually brag about it in my lyrics because I know it goes over most people's heads. But the industry people know how dangerous I am. They know. They're like, all right, this guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. So I'll give you an example. In live performances, you have the notorious issue of promoters not being honest 
owners not being honest, etc. How do I eliminate that? Number one, I go direct to consumer. Therefore, I always eliminate the middleman. If I'm going to perform at a venue, this is a nightclub, a sports arena, wherever. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to go directly to ownership and management. I'm not going to go to a promoter or any combination in between thereof. I'm going to go to the owner and I'm going to do an assessment on the business. I'm going to offer the ownership and management my network absolutely for free, just for doing business with me. Now you're part of my mainframe, my network, which is one of the most powerful, right, for the last more than five years. Now, using my own logistics, I create a complete experience through technology, not only for the business, not only for the ownership and management, but for my company and myself as well. So now, that's step two. The actual event, when I promote, is all digital marketing, but I'm going to combine it with physical marketing as well and digital promotion as well as, you know, uh, physical promotion. Great. At the event, I create a collection of NFTs. The collection is based on the capacity of the venue. The NFT has the programmed royalties built in between myself, ownership, management, etc. Now, when I promote directly to the consumer, it's one clear, transparent proposal. A simple offering for a simple service. It's clear, it's transparent. There's no bootlegging. There's no, um, the promoter gave his cousin 25 tickets. There's no, the management um, cut a deal with uh, aspiring artists. And instead of paying them cash, they say sell 100 tickets and bring me the money and keep X amount. And that's how you'll pay to perform. None of those bullshit things happen because at the door, you have to have the NFT in your digital wallet. If you don't have a digital wallet, if you don't have a digital platform, if you don't have the mobile Internet, if you can't connect to our network, our Wi-Fi and pull it up, guess what? You can't come in. Because every NFT is assigned to a specific seating arrangement. I can even make it to where during the performance, you know, when you when you VIP a table. Let's say your table details for you to have four bottles of Hennessy. Those bottles will be there waiting for you. Let's say your your VIP arrangement has a built in bartender 24-7. All of that is negotiated in the smart contracts. So if let's say at the bar, you know, when you're performing live, you got to negotiate the door in the bar, right? So let's say I go to an agreement with the owner and I say, listen, you're put in the bar. You're going to have 55% of the profit. Okay, great. I'll give you an extra 5%. I'll give you 60% of everything all across the board. In the bar, you take 75% of the profits. This is all written into the smart contract. So 
when somebody makes a VIP reservation and they have access to 25 drinks, let's say they have five people at a table, each one gets five drinks. Every time that an entity is used to purchase a drink, I'm going to get my 25% royalty. The owner doesn't have to be the middleman because all of the assets can be in a separate neutral holdings account, just like you would do with a holdings company and a corporation for your stockbrokers and holders and business partners. The difference is you don't have to like me and I don't have to like you. As business partners, I've been in situations where your business partner's mad at you, so they lock you out of the business account just because they're mad at you. Or you have a million dollars, your three business partners, you can each pull out $333,000. And because your business partner's mad at you, he just makes it difficult for you to access your own money. See, on the blockchain, you don't have to do that because the royalties are programmed into the smart contract. So now at the door, I get to have the 75% royalty in my favor because it's my job to promote the, the, the venue, etc. So we are 50-50 partners if you divide it into a 200% interval. At the door, I get 75%. He gets 25%. That's the first set of 100%. In the bar, my business partner or the venue owner, they get 75-80%. I only get 15 or 20% at the bar because I'm putting the performance, one half. They're putting the bar, meaning they're buying all the bottles. They're buying all the glass. They're hiring the cocktail waitresses. They're hiring the bar backs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're also going to have a kitchen, right? Some people want chicken wings. Some people want, um, you know, any little uh, edible, what's that word? How do you say it in English? Like edible little snacks, you know, bar food. Let's just say bar food. So now we could go down the middle with the kitchen. Are you following where I'm going with this? With the insurance for the venue, we can go 50-50 down the line. For the insurance, we go 50-50. Let's say insurance is $10,000 for that night, for example. With every sale of every NFT, a specific portion or royalty is programmed into paying for the food for the kitchen. We go half and half. For the security... We go half and half. For the insurance, we go half and half. Even between the door and the bar, it's equivalent if I say, give me 50% of the door and give me 40% of the bar. It still comes down to the same thing if you add the kitchen, security, insurance. Now, let's take it a step even further. Let's uh, negotiate the parking lot. Well, you have your VIPs that want their cars parked out front by the red carpet. You have the people that want to be in the front row. You have people that want to valet. And then you have people that want to park themselves. All of these things are all programmed into that beautiful NFT. Now, that NFT becomes a moment frozen in time. As an incentive, I'm going to film the event. I'm going to stream the event. And I'm going to create podcasts around the event, not only for the business, not only for my network, but the actual performance. So now all these additional revenue streams are going to create a continuous flow of money. So from that performance, 
part of what's going to build future value into that NFT is everything we're going to keep aggregating to that NFT. So now forever in the network of the business, they can show in their restaurant during normal business hours where, where it's not just a nightclub and the daytime is a restaurant, for example, they can be showing on their screens and in their menu, the live performance. They're going to be putting clips of the performance in their social media. This is continuously. This is why I own the network because I can program all this in from day one. I can even promote that before the performance. So let's say Concert number one is already on the screen by time by the time concert number two is promoted, etc. And when I promote concert number two, I'm using content from concert number one. So the same way McDonald's has screens and they change the menus, all these things are programmable through digital platforms. And I can be in Dubai programming something that you're gonna see in Miami. I can be in Rome programming something you're gonna see in Germany. Because this is the direction we're going in business. I eliminate the middleman. I eliminate the record label. I eliminate management. I eliminate uh, the actual promoters. Nobody can cut deals under the table or in the back. I control when we pay taxes. I get all the business permits. I pay for the insurance. My company's in charge of everything. All we're doing technically is establishing a business partnership a limited liability corporation for every event when i walk away that's still streaming on the websites for the business my network and personally those videos are getting views that content is still rolling and generating a moment frozen in time now that nft is forever attached to that project that is no different than me joining forces with Pepsi to do the Flow Masters concert in November. It's the exact same thing, different application. One is based on an older business model. One is based on a newer business model. So think about the power that my network is going to have. My music is NFT technology. From the lyrics to the instrumental to the live performance to the recording to the documentary, to the actual song, to the music video, to the lyrics. I could keep going and going and going. Every single interval is an NFT. And everyone has his own value and his own rights. Everyone has his own um, publishing, marketing, um, all of the elements that build value in it. And then everything that we do subsequently, like a domino effect, creates even more value. Because the responsibility in my industry for music and entertainment and technology is to continuously build value. If I'm a public speaker and I'm a motivational speaker, like a Tony Robbins, for example, or Eric Thomas in our generation, it's probably Eric Thomas, number one in the world. If I write one book on business success from 2000 to 2005, if I write a different programming course from 2005 to 2007, I'm adding value to that catalog. If I just become a one-hit wonder and I have one book on the New York Times bestseller list and I stop there, I'm not adding value to that catalog. I'll give you an example with Gary Vee. He's a five-time New York Times bestseller. If he had just written one book, it's good, but 
in today's world is not good enough because every year you have a new generation. The years where you said, oh, a generation is 15 to 25 years, bullshit, not in the digital world. These little kids are smarter than you think. And the way that they consume technology and information is at a much higher speed, much higher rate. So the payoff is that much higher. Everything is on that much of a grander scale. And once again, for artists, my challenge and my goal, my inspiration is to teach them this. I can, yo, greatest rapper of all time, greatest artist alive, most complete. I could do it all. But don't get it fucked up. I'm still a businessman. Still an entrepreneur. I'm still a hustler. You tell me a business course, I'm going to take it. You show me a book, I'm going to read it. You give me an opportunity, I'm going to learn. I'm coachable. I'm going to try. I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to lose. That's why I always win. Because I'm not afraid to continuously go through the process. So I'm not telling anybody to do anything that I'm not doing myself. The whole purpose of this podcast is really the technology. But also to have an accountability partner in all of you guys. This is why you guys are my business partners. Because either I'm going to succeed and hit it out of the park, or they're going to kick me out of the parking lot. There's only two options for me. I could fucking write a book tomorrow on how I did it and this, this, that, and the third. But you're seeing the process. That's something that was probably not available before. That was a feature that didn't exist before. Imagine if fucking Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar or Earl Shove. Imagine if they fucking showed you the process while they were establishing themselves. Just imagine and take a moment to calculate exactly what I'm saying. You know? Just imagine, you know, what that potential is and may be in the future. Remember, audio is huge. Another reason. It's just another investment. So now for every business, I can create their own podcast. I can build that into the network. I can build that into the event. My challenge is no different than a Fortune 500 CEO. And that Fortune 500 CEO has the challenge to meet and supersede all of the needs from um, every stockholder. When Elon Musk makes a decision, he has to think about his shareholders. He has to think about the consumers. He has to think about the product. He has to think about the services and the actual brand. Look how Tesla eliminated the fucking dealership. You buy direct from Tesla. You don't have the fucking sleazeball car salesman telling you that the car is not 90000 That is fucking 150 You don't have to deal with the bullshit because he eliminated that. So every decision that he makes in his personal life and his professional life is actually the same. My responsibility as an artist, as an entrepreneur, as a creator, as a, a creative mind is to continuously build value into my NFTs. My NFT holders are my investors. 
are my business partners, are my venture capitalists. The responsibility is the same. These are my shareholders. I thank Sotheby's for turning down my NFT collection. And um, Christie's. You know why? Because I didn't understand. There were so many people creating NFTs. And after they sold you the NFT, they could give a fuck what the fuck happened to you. And for the consumer, that's not fair. Because who the fuck wants to build a brand like that? I don't want to sell you one Lamborghini. I want to sell your Lamborghini every two years for the rest of your life. I want you to order it. I want you to wait the eight, nine months. I want to make it the most special and unique experience. I want the car to thrill you in every possible way. I want it to be safe and reliable. And I want to build such a great experience that you come back to me. And you don't go to Aston Martin and you don't go to Porsche and you don't go to Lotus. Just to give you an example, I'm putting this in baby food terms. My motto is, I only build successful business. I'm the self-proclaimed Spanish-speaking Tony Robbins. If I can't fucking help you, you cannot be helped. Okay? So, how could I change that? And again, I want to thank Gary V for also inspiring this element and this aspect of what I believe business is today. It is my responsibility, being that I'm such an advocate for artists and owning your art and, and owning your rights and fuck a record label and be independent and do your own shit. Either you fucking win in a major way or you don't. There's no in between. There's no, I'm a good artist and I know I'm worth more, but I'm assigned to the record label because... My cousin Juju has to see me on TV because, you know, my friend said this or my girlfriend said that. Fuck that shit. Either I'm Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or fucking Warren Buffett or, or Steve Jobs or Thomas J. Stanley or I'm nothing. There is nothing in between. I thank God that part of my career was finished. Me being the 17-year-old kid with mad talent with the potential to be the Drake of my time is behind me. I look at Drake and I see everything he's accomplished. Guess how much more he would have accomplished if he would have done it on his own. So I quickly implemented that. What can I do to build value? What can I do to make my NFTs worth more than just a timestamp in space? I have to build value every single day into my catalog. The same way I create music and content every single day, I have to do the exact same thing for everything that I do. I don't want people to say, oh, he was good five years ago. Oh, he was good 10 years ago. Oh, he was good 15 years ago. I want people to say, yo, I heard him yesterday, but if you hear him today, yo, he's getting better with time. And again, these are the key elements of what I'm saying. If you're going to embrace this technology, if you're going to do business in the future business model, you have to be the best. Nothing else is acceptable. I don't care if you open a burger place. Let it be the best burger franchise 
human recorded history has ever encountered. That's a basic example, and you can apply it to anything. If I'm going to be the world's first NFT artist on the blockchain, I'm going to be the biggest and the best from my generation, period, no matter what. If I'm going to implement technology in all of my investments, I'm going to implement the best of the best in every single feature. If I'm going to build an app, it's going to be the best app. If I'm going to build a network, it's going to be the best network. If I'm going to focus on live performances, NFT creations, they're going to be the fucking best because I'm the first. I owe it to the fans, to the investors, to the even the, the speculators that only come in from the business side. It doesn't matter how you connect with me or my products or my services or my brand. What matters is that you're here, that you made it this far, that you're listening, that you understand my vision of the future. And not only am I showing you the process from zero to billions to trillions, I'm also sharing how you yourself can do the same. So it's not, I want to do it, or I'm going to do it, or you're going to do it, because you can't do it. What I'm saying is, let's do it together. Because in this new metaverse, I'm a builder. So let's build. What do we got to lose? Absolutely nothing. What's the upside? The upside is crazy. Thank you for your time. A little bit of jazz. <laughs> and tune in for the next episode of the VR1 NFT podcast. I love you all.